You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Black Sales After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Black Sales After Show. Yo. What up, guys and gals? Thanks for tuning in after Buzz TV. Black Sales Episode V. Nothing clever with that one, I don't think. V it is. I'm your host, <laughs> Ryan Hooks, coming at you live from the studio. Joining me on the panel today, as always, the bearded, the lovely, Mr. Lem Gonzalez. What up, yay to the beard, what up? Beard in the house. In the house. Dropping the ones and the twos in the engineering booth, Ms. Roya Tahiri. Hi, guys. Yo, looking good over there, <laughs> beardless and all. I love it. <laughs> I tried. I'm sorry, guys. I'm still trying to figure these buttons. And hey, I you push the button. button. goes to that button, and then I go to that button, and I go to this button. You're pushing buttons. You're talking. You're thinking. But, you're walking. And you're mm-hmm. chewing gum? I'm not chewing gum. I'm you not should that chew gum. sophisticated yet. Oh, okay. Almost. Soon. Maybe next week. Next week, guys. It's all good. Uh, uh, but it's, it's you're multi-talented, and that's all we care about. Thank yeah. you, Lem. Yes. It's more skills than most ladies can bring to the table. Right. You got a little brown on your nose. Oh, there. oh is it brown? Oh, shoot. That's the natural color of his skin. Right. Why is it going to be like that? <laughs> Whoa. Take it easy. Uh, Manus could not be with us today. Our thoughts go out with him. He had a family emergency. He had to head back to Phoenix. So, uh, shout out to you. And speaking of shout outs, I want to start this episode off just by saying thanks. Thanks to all you people out there in the world who are tuning in to the Black Sales After Show podcast, making us in the top 10 all four weeks that we've been on here. Uh, at AfterBuzz Studios. That's of, awesome. Of the 67 shows that we do, top 10 yeah. every single week. A little special shout outs to some of our YouTube fans. Uh, Pizza Frenzy Man, always dropping some comments. Uh, Agruth also made a good comment this week that corrected Roya, put her in her place. Uh oh. Yeah. Well, it did not put me on, on my place. Just commented, have, you're right. I haven't seen it yet, so I can't confirm or deny. And I have another John Silver comment for this episode, so please correct me. I say that with love, of course. Okay? Oh, oh that's all right. Ray J two, Eclintic forty eight, uh, Discomoni. However you pronounce that, I totally butchered that, and I apologize for all you YouTube fans. Thanks for leaving comments for us. We, we appreciate are. you guys. We do appreciate it. Yeah, because I mean, without you, we'd have nothing to talk about. Not true. I'd have so right. Much I was to talk about. <laughs> so much to talk about. <laughs> so much to talk about. Still, but right. still, we appreciate you guys, and that means a lot to us. So. Let's talk about episode five. Let's do it. Dude, this is it. This is what we've been waiting for. Episode five, Mm -hmm. it got real. It did get real. It got so real, my room was shaking when the TV was blowing (laughs) stuff up. We got in trouble. I, we did get in trouble. We were, watching, yeah. we were watching the show here in the studio, and the volume was so loud when they were blowing yeah. stuff up that they came like, you guys need to turn that right, down because right. it was shaking the walls, and other studios could hear us. That's what we've been waiting for, right? We have been waiting this for is, This is the episode, at least, of what people have been saying that this show has been missing. It's not piratey enough because they haven't mm-hmm. been on a ship doing pirate things. Well, mm-hmm. we got pirate things this week. But that's to come. We'll talk about that a little bit later. That's plot A. Plot A. That's plot A. That's that's the good stuff. We're going to save that. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about plot B first. We're going to do B first? Yeah, let's go to B first. Let's Why do not? it. Why so not? Plot, plot B to me encompassed three major aspects. We got the uh, 
uh, story with Max, mm-hmm. which is, you know, everyone's favorite little actress, mm-hmm. as they say, uh, and her little interaction with Anne Bonny. I commented on this before, and I'm going to say it again. Every single week, I'm seeing more and more with Anne Bonny and the relationship that she's developing with Max. I don't know if it's protective. I don't know if it's sexual. I don't know what it is, but there's something there. And maybe we got a little bit of this week of Anne Bonny's backstory. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about one time a guy put balls on her shoulder and it never happened. Do you really again. consider that a backstory? No, listen, hold on though. Because this is, she made the comment that if you keep taking and taking, they're going to keep giving and giving. Mm-hmm. So that being said, Anne Bonnie got to a point where she stopped taking. She doesn't take anymore. Unless she's actually literally taking. Hmm. But nobody gives her lip. Nobody says things to her. Nobody challenges her because she stopped letting people challenge her. And I think that's the point she was trying to make to Max is, you know, you need to stop. You could have left. You didn't have to stay here and take this. You didn't have to volunteer for this. So why are you taking this? You don't have to do this. You don't have to take this. Yeah. I don't know if you agree with that or not, but that's what I took out of it. No, I I mean, I definitely took that kind of concept out of it, but she is a whore. Max is a whore. So how is she supposed to just not take it? They're going to beat the crap out of her unless she wants to become a pirate. Maybe then that's the case because Max – I'm sorry, I already said Max. And Bonnie is obviously a pirate, so she doesn't have to worry about that. But she said when she was on the ship, the guys put the balls on her, and that's when she was like, no, don't do that. And that was the last time they did that. I mean, I feel like there's – But Max wants balls on her face, so different story, I guess. I mean, that's debatable whether she wants it or not (laughs) because she is in love with Eleanor in some aspect. But uh, to me, I I, I don't know – and I was thinking about this actually this week about – Positions like what could you become when you lived on this island? No, not positions, <laughs> not in that way. Come on, get your mind out of the balls gutter, and let's talk about jobs that you could have held in this time frame. I mean, what were the potentials for people? You know, because Max obviously is a prostitute, and mm-hmm. apparently there's a lot of them running around this island because it seems to be a lucrative job. Right there are you could be a pirate, and there are very few women pirates, mm-hmm. or at least that were successful that you know of historically. I mean. Obviously, we have the the matron at the whorehouse who runs the whorehouse, but that would still fall in line. That would still of it. She probably a was a prostitute right. for a very long at period some point of time. In time. Um, and, you know, the only other female positions we've seen in this island are, you know, uh, Mrs. Uh, Miranda is considered a witch. So I mean, like, what options you know could they have had? And I think that the only other thing that you could look at is Eleanor. So I, I think that Max maybe because of her relationship with Eleanor is, has been groomed in that aspect that she should or could want more. I think, I think she does want more, but I think it's, it's an issue where how do you go about getting that? You know what I'm saying? I don't think she's, she's at the place yet and maybe we'll see her be more empowered in future mm-hmm. episodes, but I think she, she wants it, but she doesn't know how to go about getting it. Maybe it's the personality, maybe how she feels being in the position as a prostitute being, you know, constantly berated and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I think it's there, but she just doesn't know how to get it out. But I know she takes it, but she's one that was strong enough to volunteer herself to take it. Mm-hmm. Well, now, I have to argue with that. Yeah, she's strong enough to take it, but at the same time, she was only doing that because of Eleanor. The whole time when Eleanor and Max were together, Max wasn't having actual sex with men. She right. was just giving them everything else but the final doing. And uh, I just feel like now – I lost my train of thought where I was going with that. But you were just thinking about insertion, and then you lost it. Yeah, pretty much. But my point is, I don't. I'll, it'll come back to me. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> no, no. I, I think I get where you're going with this. But the the thing that I'm trying to argue then is with Anne Bonnie and the introduction of Anne Bonnie in this. I think that's what we're seeing because she is that encouragement. She's the one that's now 
showing Max that she can do these things because she did them. Right. You know, I'm a woman, and I was in a situation like you were, but I'm not in that situation anymore, so you cannot be in that situation too. You know, and it takes someone to be kind to you and show you trust and love that can encourage you in that way, and that's what I think that this relationship is starting to develop into. So that this could be you're talking about seeing something with Max in the future. This right. is this is what's going to happen. You're going to see something because of this that's happening now between Max and Bonnie. Most definitely. So, uh, so you still think that they're going to have a sexual? I don't know if they're going. I don't. I just I'm saying there's something that's happening between them that's creating some kind of character development that we'll see in the future. Sisterly bond. It could be sisterly. Very I'm not, very close. I'm not going to say yes or no <laughs> either way. Extremely. I'm just going to say that there's something going on, and it's going to lead to something else. Okay. That being said. Let's move on to something else. Do you? Oh no, go ahead. Mm, go okay. ahead. Go Your ahead. thought came back. Your nope, thought came back. It it, no, it's a different question. Oh, okay. I'm just kind of going ram, random right here. Do you think Max could be potentially one of those other female pirates that people have been commenting on YouTube that turns into like a badass? Do you think maybe Max is transformed because of Anne Bonny? Yes. Do you think that could be our little do 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 do? I don't know what that means, but go with it. Whatever the do 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 is. Like I'm glad because the dots. Oh, it looked like a those, question mark. Those dots connected. <laughs> but there Did was no, like, I didn't right. see the dots, unfortunately. Right. My mind was missing right. that part of the I imagination. I just heard sounds. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, yes. I think that Max could potentially be one of the people that are strong enough. Because I feel like in the stuff that she's been doing, she's shown that she's strong enough. She's strong-willed enough and she's you know confident enough in herself that she can handle these things. And I don't think she would be afraid of those situations. So, yeah, she could be potentially a, a fictional, not a historic pirate, a fictional pirate that shows up in this show that, you know, if we get more of them in the future. So, yeah. Do you think, um, not not getting into predictions or anything, but do you think that in the future, if something was to pose a threat to her that would make her step up? Like, Who, Max I was, or Anne Bonny? Yeah. Max. Max? Yeah. My, a situation to happen to basically make her make that adjustment. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't really think that there's been anything that has made her want to go into that next level. True. And the things that have happened. You know what I'm saying? I think it's going to come down to uh, uh, Hamund, the, the guy that we've seen in the last three episodes that's right. been really threatening towards Max mm-hmm. and very much threatening so towards much. Eleanor. <laughs> um, it's gonna, I think it's something's – and I think they're setting him up. He, something's going to happen with him. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Like that's – it's. I don't know if he's going to hurt somebody or someone's going to hurt him, but th- that's who they're building up is the character that – is causing these situations mm-hmm. and is causing this tension. So there, that's what's going to happen. Something's right. going to break with him because he's the one that raped her and he's the one that's smacking her around and mm-hmm. he's he the one that's getting her. and he's yeah. the one getting Eleanor's face and he's the, basically the low life leader of the Ranger. Right. That's not the, the, our main three with Vane and Bonnie and Calico Jack. Mm-hmm. He's like the low life leader. Basically. He's the new. I can't remember the first guy's name from the very first episode. The bald guy that got his uh-huh. got beat up. Um, he's basically that new guy. Right oh, there. he's like took that, his replacement. That evil kind of character trying to cause trouble because right. he wants power. Yeah. And that kind of stuff, and he's not happy with what they're getting. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So I mean, I think it's not, that's where it's going to go, and something's going to happen with that. So speaking of our good friends, Vane, Captain yes. Vane, yes. Calico Jack, Mr. and Bonnie. A-Pack. Mr. Eight Pack, which we didn't see at all this week, so it is, he was just dirty and bloody. It was still good. Don't worry. Th- you're okay with that? Were, were you disappointed? No, right? Not at all. You weren't disappointed. I saw Billy Bones' big guns. I was fine with that. <laughs> see, now you see what I'm talking about with the big guns. I right? saw. I saw it weeks ago. I just didn't want to be weird and comment on it. <laughs> right. It's There's a little no, weird. For no me shame. Co- no shame. I mean, I'm wearing a pink shirt, so right. it's fine. It's oh. no big deal. No big deal. No. Either. So uh, we see that they acquire the inn this week mm-hmm. after last week when. Captain Vane basically beat the crap out of the inn owner, stomped his face in, 
And so Calico Jack fabricates this document, and they take it to the house leader, basically mm-hmm. the matron. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, he basically signed it over to us. We bought it from him. But even though not four hours ago he was threatening to kill you guys and how much he hated you. Right. So she takes over uh, that. He offers the matron 40% of her previous three cents off the, the dollar, some, something crazy, to stay. And she's like, I'm in. Great. No yeah. problem. You know, they're going to pay her off, basically, to stick around. And so they, they now have a source of income, which is good, because now we're seeing our crew who we didn't think were going to make it. Now they're at least making a little bit of money. They don't, you know, as the plot showed throughout this episode, they have potential to start shipping again. But uh, Calico Jack says, no, we're going to hang out here. We're going to make a little bit of money. We're going to wait. We're going to bide our time to see what's going to happen next. At the very end of the episode, we see that Vane takes off on a skiff. Uh, we have no idea what the purpose is yet, but he's off to something. He is. Because he had a little a touching moment with one of the horrors this week. And he's, like, talking about people on the island, and he's talking about the power. And how everyone – the reason everyone hates Eleanor is because everyone thinks that she's this person, but no one realizes that she's the strongest of all of them. Mm-hmm. And he even says that everyone is weaker than her because of the things that she does and is forcing to happen. But he wants to find out if he's get, he's that person that can step up. Can I ask a question? Yes. His uh, scar, was that over his heart? I'm trying to remember if that's where he it has was. A, it's like right above his heart, right below his I think it's a stab wound or something. But in that dream he had two weeks ago, mm-hmm. right? Is that it, what you're getting at? No, but oh. go ahead. Oh, no, that could, that could be where he's going, though. Because yeah. remember he had that dream when he was tripping out on opium? And Eleanor in the dream came in and was touching the scar and drawing around it. Mm-hmm. And that's when he started seeing that shadowy figure with the big beard. And then, can we just name him Blackbeard? He, for the time being, our fictional character with no name can be Blackbeard, Blackbeard because he had a giant black beard. He did, or at least it, maybe it was not black, but he had a giant beard. It was an epic beard, even. It was well, pretty gangster. Well, my thing is with the scar. Eleanor is definitely behind it. Then, if that's the case, oh, I mean, I remember it from that episode. Then she's twice she's been mentioned, and the scar's been showing up. So therefore, I bet you will see where that scar came from. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to me, I don't. It seems a weird combination of a stab wound meets some kind of burned oh, scar. Because, like, I've seen people who have scars that have, like, actually burned scars, yeah. and they, like, raise up like that. Yeah. Could have been a tattoo. It well, could it have been be a, like a – well, you see that with branding. The branding, yeah. When people get branded, it's like a – it's like that. It's like a tattoo slash scar because it's above. And, and it could even you know. be construed – the scar itself looks similar to what a compass would because it's the outside circle with the four points mm-hmm. on each direction. So that mm-hmm. could be a directional compass. So it could have meaning that we just don't know about. Right. And I'm sure we're going to find out. Oh, I, I we hope will. we find out. <laughs> we better find out. You know, if we don't find out, I'm going to be mad. I mean, sort of. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to be mad. Yeah. I'm still going to love the show every day. Right. Think about things every week when I'm sitting at home watching TV that's not this show thinking, man, I wish Black Sails was on. Right. I do that every single day. I'm just, I wish you could man. watch like five episodes. I wish Black Sails was, I wish it was like Netflix where I could just watch all eight episodes <laughs> at once. Might, you never know. It might happen. That would be Epic. That would be it. But then I'd be disappointed after three days and I'd watch all the episodes. Right. Rewatch it. It's just like Orange is the New Black. Just rewatch all the episodes. Yeah, you know? You can check out that awesome new podcast that uh, our friend Mr. Lemon Gonzalez is doing. Yeah. House of Cards? Yeah. No, House of Lies. Oh, you're doing House of I'm sorry. House of Lies. Whoa. Whoa. whoa sorry. <laughs> Come on. Get it right, buddy. Uh, you know what? Let's talk about Eleanor instead. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's change yes. the subject to something else. <laughs> yes. Creepy and awkward. So, yeah, our, our major point, plot B this week, was the Eleanor. Guthrie story because mm-hmm. um, her father shows up at the beginning of the episode and is basically telling everyone, hey, you know what? Uh, I got in trouble. Uh, English people are mad at me. I'm going to go to jail. Sorry, guys. We're out of business. Thanks for coming out. Right. See you later. 
basically, you know, basically telling them that they're going out of business and anything they have an asset or the money they owe them, they'll work their best to pay it out if they can. If not, sorry about your luck. Um, but I'm out of here. See you guys later. How do you, how do you feel about that? Like, how do you, do you think that was just that like, that was a dick move. That was, <laughs> that's, that's dick move. <laughs> I was going to say it like that, but that's exactly what I was wanting to say. Yeah. It's, that was horrible. Like, and to leave your daughter in that position. Like, I just couldn't believe, I mean, well, it's not like he's the, a saint per se, but, um, I just thought like, wow, I just felt so bad for Eleanor after that. Question in the front row, yeah. raising your hand over there. <laughs> Can I just say something? Yes. I told you that I, I hate the father, and he just proved it even more in this episode. I don't know who I hate more, the rapist guy, or the pirate, or the father. Just we saying. know who you love the most, but... It's Billy. Randall. Randall. <laughs> I have a lot of love. But it's funny, because I was just sitting here thinking, as Lem was talking, before you raised your hand to talk, because yeah. we're in first grade... <laughs> She's yeah, raising her hand that? in the studio. Who that, was that? Just want to make sure we give her attention. I was just sitting here thinking like, okay, so last week, this week he screwed her over by basically selling out the company. Last week he screwed her over by working uh, with the captain and basically saying, hey, tell her you're going to give her the guns and then don't give her the guns. So Bryson basically leaves. The week before that was when I was saying, oh, look, he's made a new turn in his mm-hmm, life and he's mm-hmm. doing better and, you know uh, – Miranda's wearing off on him, and he's going to do good things. And and then and he told us, though. So I was actually I, just want to comment on that. I really bit. wish I bet you that he's not going to get any better. I wish I did that, because I would be really rich right now with your $5. <laughs> At least. I'll owe you some fast food or something. Anyways. I'll bring you food while you're here. Pirates. Pirates. <laughs> yeah, so, so we thought we saw a turning of a new leaf with Guthrie, and we didn't. We did not. Do you think that's the last of them? Last of Guthrie? Yes. No, I don't. I think he'll be you back. You think he's going to come back? I think he'll be back. Okay. Yeah. So I think he'll have more to say because I don't think if if there's this much tension right now with them and them backstabbing each other that mm-hmm. he's going to sit idly by why Eleanor tries to rally the troops around her and tries to start her own business and stealing all his people that he already has relationships with that she now has relationships with. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's just going to let that happen. He's mm-hmm. not just going to go away. No. So he's not he, that. He's not going to go away unless he gets killed. And right. I'm hoping Eleanor kills him or Vane kills him. Yes. Just saying. I don't know why I raised the roof. I, <laughs> these hand gestures of yours were just killing me right do now. Do you want to hold like, onto my pen? That's what like, keeps my hands down. Yeah. <laughs> this is my favorite though. Do, 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 do. Like that's that. You need to bring that one back. Yeah. Can, oh, I will. <laughs> dots were connected. Right. Were um, they? With sound effects. With yeah. sound effects. So. But yeah, Eleanor is now in this plan to basically steal his customers. So I don't know if I see uh, Guthrie sitting idly by why that happens because that's just not him. Mm. I don't think he's going to run off. And plus he he said this week he has a plan for the island. The reason he's doing this is because he wants the pirates to leave. Once the pirates are gone, all the inland landowners mm-hmm. can start thriving on the island. They can start farming. They can start, you know, whatever. They can build resorts on this lovely island of Bermuda and people will vacation there. One day. Right. 300 years from now. Sure. It's kind of nice there. Yeah. This thing. Think so? British Virgin Islands? Who hasn't been there? I'm so very mad. You know why? Because I want to do this. Oh, you can't hear it. But <laughs> Yeah. For, for the father. Oh! This was Jerry's Because not only did he do this to Eleanor, I don't know if we're going to get into with uh, Mr. Scott. Oh, we are. Okay. Can I just say that even proves how much I hate him even more? Come on. Backst- I mean, I, I know this is not legit. Re- just go on with the show. He backstabbed <laughs> Mr. Scott as well. These <laughs> are series of emotions from Roy over here. I'm, I'm actually I'm, a little. I'm in the last case of emotion right now. I'm a little confused, actually, by the Mr. Scott 
betrayal thing. I, I, that didn't make sense to me because really, because Mister well, Eleanor Guthrie is a jerk. Well, I know, but Mister Scott didn't do anything. He was backstabbed by Eleanor last week, and he didn't know about the plot. Mm-hmm. Then on Mister uh, Guthrie's asking, he goes to make sure the ship gets away. He takes the gun from that guy and standing standing watch right. as the ship's sailing away. So I assume that he was just gone. Well, you're confused probably because the fact... I mean, did you catch on to the part where they even say in the episode that um, you, um, Mr. Scott, you were supposed to be a, paying attention to Miss Guthrie, Eleanor. You are supposed to make sure she didn't go down this pathway. And because she did go down that pathway, Mr. Scott kind of chose Eleanor over the father. When the father, he was supposed to be on his side the entire time. But he wasn't. Well, I get That's that. That's what I got but... out of that. That but whole. he wasn't really even involved. It was Eleanor that chose to do all this stuff on her own. Mr. Scott didn't have any influence. You yeah, know. but remember he said Mr. Scott was a very educated man. Eleanor's father said that. He right. should have so known better. he should have known, yeah. No, he did know that. But do you think that he was a victim in regards to that? I do. Yeah? Eleanor's father. No, M- Mr. Scott. Mr. Scott. Oh, yeah. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> totally wrong place, wrong time. You yeah. got screwed. Sorry, right. guy. Yeah. Right. Poor thing. All right. Back, Anywho, yes. Back to... Plot B. Before plot we get, that's plot A. You're getting way ahead I'm of ourselves. Sorry. Uh, no, so it's, it's frustrated. It's I know. A comes before B. It's confusing. Sometimes yeah. C and then D, you get the D. Right. What is this? Canada? Come on. <laughs> a. <laughs> that's why they say A so much. <laughs> C A D A. I can say that Canadian. I'm allowed to say that. Oh, you are. Oh, we Good times. So Canada. Eleanor. No, no. So she calls this meeting together and brings in some captains. Uh the captains of the Blind Hind and the Interceptor. Mm-hmm. Uh also Horningold, right? And the two ships that she brings in are the largest pirate ships with the largest cargo holds of all the ships that she works with. However, they have earned the least amount of money in the last year or since the year started. Mm-hmm. And she's saying, "Listen, I've got this great idea. Why don't you just run merchant ships for us? Why don't you take these giant ships, fill them with cargo, and deliver them to us? You're going to make three times the money. How do you? How can you not sell this to your crew who's not making money? Right. You know, you don't have to stab anybody. There'd be no guns involved. And she's pitching this amazing idea, which sounds almost too good to be true. Is it? Is it too good to be true? I'm going to say yes, and then I'm going to leave it like that. I'm oh. not even going to explain. I just say yes. Well, in a way, I mean, I'm not trying to... Okay, I'll just say it. In a way, Eleanor's father's already doing that with cargo because we've already seen in the ship they have a bunch of slaves. Right. So maybe they're already doing that and they're using Eleanor to be like, yeah, I make no sense. No, I I get to say, like, but basically, but the hand gestures did this time. Yes. (laughs) The the thought process with her father stepping out of the supposedly he's leaving the island or Mm -hmm. stepping out of the business and not doing it anymore. That means these routes are now open. That these trading potentials are there. They can run these merchant ships back and forth and sell this stuff to these people. I'm not sure what people they're selling to or where they're actually going. But it can be done. And now that they can make this money doing these merchant things that weren't there you know, before, mm-hmm. now that her father's gone. And they have the connections already. So, I mean, it seems like a good sell to me. seems like a good idea. A good way to keep herself going. But there's a dilemma, if you will. Bum, bum, bum. Captain Hornigold, proving to be a man of... Great patience, great skill, great wisdom says, no, I, I'm not going to back you unless the big if. If you forgive Captain Vane mm-hmm. and allow his crew to continue sailing. He didn't say forgive. I'm sorry. That's, the, that's a bigger word. Okay. That would explain why she would say no right away. And maybe this, maybe she's confusing the two. Maybe. Because they, they have a little speech where her and Silver are talking about it and, you know, oh. the, the guilt talk, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know... 
are you being guilted into not doing this? Is it your pride that's in the way? What's causing you to not want to do this? Mm-hmm. Hmm. How did Silver hear about that conversation when he was chained up to the couch that Randall's on? Huh. Hmm. How did... I didn't see anything. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. However, there was a gentleman sitting at the table with him, feeding him, who could have told him about these things. I don't... But Or he could have picked the locks and just been listening. Or <laughs> maybe the writers just want us to know that Silver knows things. That he's smart. That he's smart and he's keeping his ear to the wall because he could potentially have heard through the wall. Yeah. Well, except for I would hope I thought that not too, talking actually. that loud. <laughs> I thought that too, though, actually. Why? Well, Horningold was yelling at her. Yeah, but they looked like they were in a cellar. Didn't look like they're in the dining room. Actually, looked like when she walked out of the office, they went up the stairs, so they were in like a different room. Here's do do do. I just think, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, it's contagious. <laughs> that was my walking path up the stairs. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I don't think I don't think they were downstairs. I don't think it was so. I think they yeah, were just in another. It's just a little weird. I mean, I just my yeah. own little bother something. Right. But I, I gotta say, since the beginning of the season uh, series, I wasn't sure about Silver and if I trust mm-hmm. him. I still don't really trust him, but I'm starting to like his character much. You don't more. distrust him. That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just starting to enjoy him more. I thought he was a little bit too much, being super tan, super white teeth, but mm-hmm. now it's just, it's, I'm used to it now. And his, He's the comic relief. Yeah, and his react, his interaction with Randall, I love, and Betsy the cat. So his like interaction it. with everybody. Yeah. yeah. I, I honestly think, too, like, I agree with you, Roy, in the sense that I'm beginning to like his character more, and I think that he's smarter than what he's putting on. I think he's a very intelligent person, and I think that um, he hasn't had his, you know, the moment I'm using hand gestures too. Uh, he hasn't had his moment yet, Hands but I think face. it's <laughs> it's it's building to that. And I think the glimpses that we see of him is going to get to where he kind of you know all it comes together. Yeah, and I've been saying that for a while that eventually there's going to be a point where he's going to have to do something that's going to define his character, mm-hmm. good or bad. It doesn't. We're not sure which way it's going to go. And I think it's at this point the way he's been portraying himself is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been doing all the right things, saying all the right things. He's a very likable character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's going to – that's why – and I love the joke that he had a couple weeks ago where he's like, you know, you're not going to kill me for at least three more weeks. Hopefully by then we'll be friends. Right. And you right. don't want to kill me. Yeah. You know, you don't just like me enough to keep me around. Yeah. So. I wouldn't have killed him yet. Not yet. No. no. He's, he's but, on my friends list right now. I would friend him on Facebook. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to unfriend him quite yet. I'm following you on Twitter. Scrambled Luke. Oh, my God. That's his Twitter handle. At Scrambled Luke. Scrambled Luke. Yeah. Okay. Get it? Scrambled – like scrambled eggs? Yeah. Yeah, I got no. nothing. So it's okay. yeah, so right. he's like, he's defining himself as a likable character, which is good because it's giving us a, a little comic relief, uh, and it's it's b it's giving us some insight because he's the one that's having these conversations with these characters that are making them question their own character. We saw it last week with Flint, where he was making Flint question the things that Billy Bones was doing. You see mm-hmm. it this week with Eleanor, where he's making question the things that Eleanor is doing. He did it a couple weeks ago, you know. So he's constantly in people's ears, but that's also. He's putting himself in a situation to make himself indisposable. Right. Well, now, do you think he's doing this with Eleanor? Was that more of a selfish reasoning? Or do you think he was actually being honest with Eleanor about Max and being... Both. Okay. I'm just... Do you think both? I think both. Because we, we know that from the very beginning, he, he had the first relationship, really, with Max. Like, Max is the person he interacted with the most because they took her, you know, when they took him to the whorehouse, when they mm-hmm. first brought him on board. And that's when the plan came about with the... The map from the very beginning. So he's right. been around her the longest. So I think he has, if anything, a connection to Max more than anyone else. You know, but then at the same time, we know that his only reason for anything in this show is to protect himself. Right. So it's, you, you gotta 
trust that whatever he does, bottom line is going to be about his self-preservation. But if he's doing something to help somebody else, Max, I think, would be the first person that he would pick. Because, you know, Max is the one he has the most connection with so far. No, I, I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking water. Really you're coughing. And... Sorry. Oh, no. I just. <laughs> Enough was I just... said. I just... We are in. Done. Awesome. Done that and done. Well, you know what is not done? What is never done? What is never done, Ryan? iTunes. Oh, my gosh. The There's iTunes that. is mm. never done. As I said at the beginning of the show, thank you for tuning in. It means the world to us because we love to talk about black sales every single week and we love that you tune in every single week. We've got free content, 67 plus shows every single week with more to come. How many countries are in, Ryan? I think we're in over a hundred countries to That's be, as a so matter of amazing. fact. Way to aim low in just a case. <laughs> just a low hundred countries of only what, 212 countries. And I think to include Canada. I think we've got more countries than the Olympics, yeah. to be quite frankly. <laughs> Some are we have more, way more gold medals. Actually, Russia ended pretty hard. This I don't know if you watch the Olympics or not, but Russia came out pretty hard. No, no, won the bob. Pirates are won the bob. There's pirates in Russia. Are you kidding me? Anyway, iTunes. No, we're talking about iTunes, not pirates. We're talking about how you can go on iTunes and you can leave us comments and you can rate us. Giving us a five star rating is the thing you can do to thank us because we've been in the top ten all four weeks that we've been on, and that's thanks to you guys for tuning in and spreading the word. But we want to do more. We want to be number one. I want to take down True Detective. And I want to tell those guys from Walking Dead that our pirates are way cooler than their zombies. And their policemen. And their stupid policemen. Well, they're right. not stupid. They're True Detectives. So, come on. Yeah, those True Detectives. They are detectives. And even Sherlock. I mean, come on. Come on. Sherlock, really? I mean, that's a good show. But it is a good show. Careful. <laughs> but Black Sails is better. Black and plus, sales. we've got more episodes. So yes, so we're rocking and rolling. Ryan, yeah. What would you do for your fans if we made it to number one? What would you do? What you know what? You do? I'd be willing to do a lot of different things. I would shave my beard. <laughs> what? Oh, that will make people not want to watch. Listen, I would. You know what? You the thing you can do on iTunes is including the comments. You can even pick my colored shirt for next week. I I think that if we make it to number one, not shave your beard, but shave your head. I'm not gonna shave my head. Yes, and I'll then we can be beard. matching. We can be matching. <laughs> my bald dome. We'll have three bald bearded domed men in yeah, here. Yeah, that would yeah, be so right. awesome. My head would look so ugly and weird. It look like an egg. Anyway, give us a five star rating on the iTunes. Five Tell stars. your friends. Boop, 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 boop. Which five. I would love to give some shout outs to those that have rated. Yes, on, you know? yeah. do we that have- right now. Buffy VS, which I'm assuming means Buffy Verse. Uh, she wrote, or they wrote, five stars. This is a fun podcast, and it keeps getting better. Thanks to the host for the entertaining discussion about the show. The beards keep Arg. getting bigger. Arg, me, me, yes, and then we got one by a pirate, and it said, "Great job, good show with good information." And last one is by Tony M O V I, 1979. Good job, guys, five stars. And then I think um, the one that called me out on the uh, the video with the mm-hmm. silver, silver, the yeah. he commented, but. He knows what he commented. <laughs> but you can check it out on iTunes. <laughs> you and and then when you're there, just give us a five-star rating. You throw us a thumbs up on YouTube. Right. Done. All right. We've talked about that. Yes. Let's talk about plot A because yes. it's been boiling up for five episodes I that know. we needed plot A. So excited about Because the show plot started a. off with a good little moment here where we've got Flint on the deck of the ship. Mm-hmm. Got the walrus heading, heading hard. Six knots, to be precise. And Billy Bones comes out and... There seems to be a little, you know, tension between Bones and Flint this week um, because he's a little concerned about this this whole voyage. Now that uh, people have been getting in his ear each week saying, you know, why are you doing this? You know, DeGroote's been 
been for sure bugging at him and mm-hmm. saying, you know, listen, we are doing this for the wrong reasons. Do you do you know the reasons you're doing this? Because if you're agreeing to this, you should know what's up. So he's a little nervous about what's going to happen. He's worried that they're going to people are going to get killed, basically. And so they're having a little conversation, a little one on one. And he's like, listen, we need these guns to succeed. Do these men need to know for sure why we're doing this specific trip? No, not specifically, because there's a one in three chance. Basically, he lists some different routes they could have gone. There's a one in three chance that they're actually going to find Captain Bryson, and they're going to find the ship. So they're, they could get all worked up for nothing. They do find the ship, which we hope they would. But, you know, he's just basically appeasing Billy and saying, you know what? We we need to do this. With, without these guns, we cannot succeed in, in their overall number one goal, which is to take the Urquid Luma. Mm-hmm. In coming episodes, hopefully that that ends probably season end of season. I would suspect that that would be what was coming. So they're going after the ship that has never been taken for a captain who has never been taken or boarded in ten years. You got to aim high. You got to. You know what? You got to go high. big or go home. That's this is right. this is a Michael Bay production. Are you kidding me? <laughs> if we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it right. This is V episode V. This is V, and <laughs> I even write it with a V E E V. Yeah, because that's. It's the closest I can get to I. <laughs> that works. That it does. Works. That's, that's a, you gotta have the long hanging letters you to do. make it all that's, good. That's piratish. No, that's cool though. But the, because, I think because of this little one-on-one that they had at the beginning of the episode, it later sets up for Bones. He's basically convincing the crew. Mm-hmm. You know, two times in this episode, he does things that basically are, are backing Flint. Because first off, he's explaining to the crew what their plan is and how they're gonna take the ship. Because it seems pretty much impossible that they're going to take the ship. Because if they come at the ship from the side, they're going to get shot up by the cannons. If they come at it from around the back and try to take it, he's just going to shift the ship again. And they're not going to be able to take it. So they're never going to be able to board. If they try to board the ship by running into it and go straight over the nose of the ship, they're, it's suicide. Right. They're not going to make it. So they're basically like, well, what do we do? We'll figure it out. Maybe. Maybe not. But it's cool. We've got Mr. Beauclerk. On our hands. The sniper. The original sniper. Original. Coming out hard. I love that part. I didn't even see that coming Mm-mm. at all. He's just sitting up there like in the crow's nest. Mm-hmm. And they're Yeah, when uh, Billy mentioned him like he's going to be taking care of it. I was like, how is he? Is he going to go across just, the ship and talk to them? He's just sitting or? over there whittling what? wood like, right. you know, yeah, real creepy like. He's making a bird. Yeah. Just whew. Which I guess if you think about symbolism is being in a bird's nest maybe. Maybe there's some symbolism there. Know. Maybe. But no, so Bones then also, when they're trying to catch a ship, they're talking about the ship and what the ship can withstand. They're going six knots already. The ship is pretty much stretched out in the sails. They do have another set of sails they can drop, but they're worried that the mass is going to break. Which, by the way, the way that they figured out the whole knot system, I thought that was really cool. Where they used the line where they mm-hmm. dropped it and it pulled in the water? Yeah, yeah, that was dope. I thought that was really cool. That was dope. These, like, I didn't, didn't even realize how fa- Like how fast it pulled. I was yeah. thinking mm-hmm. that for a minute. And I was like, oh, yeah, that, that totally makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have a speed speedometer on the on the <laughs> wheel. It just tells them how fast they're going. Right. <laughs> no, so, and, and Bones, even though they think it's a bad idea, even though the group says, no, we shouldn't do it, Bones says, no, let's do it. And they drop the second set of sails. The ship can hold. And they start going seven and a half knots, as we learned, by dropping lines in the mm-hmm. water, unrolling spool. 
I like that whole scene, like getting to that point, like you the know, build up, yeah, everything yeah. that we're going through just to get to that that level. That that's, was that's five episodes of lack of pirate <laughs> sailing that we've needed in our life. So glad it's here, and it's here. Yes, ah, and there is nothing more that we need in life than guns, explosions, and people's faces getting blown off. Yes, yes. Can Good we, lord, are we going to are we going to talk about Harry Potter eating up the guy? Yeah, we're talking about Harry Potter right now. <laughs> I want to get to Harry, Harry Potter. Potter du- Dufresne, right? <laughs> the accountant Dufresne, who's been in periodically here and there. They keep showing up because he keeps books for Flint. He's mm-hmm. sort of in the inner circle in the aspect that he knows some information that other people probably don't know. Right. He knows what people are getting paid, and he's the one that was talking about in the first episode how they're not making any money mm-hmm. after injury pay and that. You know, it's $8 a person after this haul they took in the first episode. So he's in the inner circle, but he's never been involved in anything like this. Mm. Apparently, it's five episodes in. Nobody has. Right. So here we go. So Dufresne is scared, and he's kind of nervous, as I'm sure most people are in the first episode. Billy Bones says, hey, listen, it's cool. Because no one that's ever been with us has ever been killed on their first attempt at taking a ship. So you're good. You're safe. Don't worry about it. Was sweet the way that, he said that to comfort him. That was nice. It was totally a comforting moment, mm-hmm. pirate sweet moment. And mm-hmm. yeah, you know, as Bo Clerk is dropping fools on the on the mast up there, just shooting them in the neck. Um, <laughs> he is, he's totally just shooting him in the neck. That was awesome from like three hundred yards away. Right. I mean, with the are you kidding me with the guns that they had in seventeen fifty? They even have like scopes. Or no, not they at all. Just, that was just like straight up because well, he shot the first one and he shot right. the ground, so he's gauging the wind in the first shot. Right. The second shot, he drills the guy right over the heart. The other guy hit on the other side. It wasn't over his heart. It was on, the, on his left side. Um, I guess his right side, rather, my left, because I'm watching it backwards on TV. And, But, I mean, three shots and two kills is pretty legit. That's pretty dumb. From a black powder, loaded, muzzle-loading type gun. Mm-hmm. Those are very inaccurate. The bullets weren't round, so they didn't fly straight either. Mm-hmm. Plus the wind they are flying straight into. So that had to be pretty legit. That's probably the most un- unbelievable aspect of the show to me, <laughs> of everything that happened. You shot that guy at 200 yards. No, but he took out both the guys. So they, they, what happened, though, which is a brilliant move on their part, no one is steering the ship. So even though the ship has turned to them to face them so they can fire the cannons, they now have the ability to basically swing in their end of the ship and butt up against them so they can board from the side. Mm-hmm. As most pirate ships, when they board another ship, they would pull up beside them and swing over the rails or jump onto the rails. Depending on the types of cannons the ships had, you couldn't necessarily get close enough to do that. Right. So this was a great move because now no one's steering the ship, and the ship drifts, and they're able to come around the other side and and board, basically. And this is when Dufresne, our Harry Potter-looking friend, if you will. I love this guy. Like th- I thought this was such a great scene because the the ships collide, mm-hmm. and then there's this like cool moment of like peace. All the men are up against the side of the ship. It's quiet. There's nothing going on. It's just... Nice, peaceful, and then guns start going off, and then people start screaming, and then people start jumping over the edge, and it's like this cool calm before the storm moment for me, where it's like, ah, I've been waiting for this. Okay, let's go. You know, they just had to like build up and build into it and, and jump on the ship. So Dufresne is scared at first, jumps over the edge, right? climbs up the boat side as people are getting shot around him. He's kind of getting hazy, got that weird, eerie sound effect because there's explosions, you keep thinking he's going to get killed. I, I kind of kept waiting for him to get killed. Well, it looked like he was. You know, when that time was it the blood splatter that happened, I thought mm-hmm. he was going to be shot right after that. Yeah, because the gun fu- shot, a gun firing shot goes off right beside him, and mm-hmm. the guy's head basically explodes on right. Frayne's face. And then he pulls out his pistol and just kind of shoots blankly into the ground. I don't know if he hit anybody or not. He didn't. Hit but anybody. then somebody else sees him, pulls out their gun, and this is the Billy Bones saving grace moment. Mm-hmm. 
Because he's like, don't worry, the pistol's probably not going to fire anyway. This guy's right. pistol doesn't fire. <laughs> he hesitates, pulls his sword out, but he gets tackled. You think he's going to get choked out right when he's about to get stabbed. Somebody yes. else knocks the bad guy off. And then he goes for the throat. Dude, epic. Like, talk about your over-the-top overkill moment for me in this show. That was... Uh, and I love how they just afterwards they just show the blood. Just oh yeah, out. he's like, just, he just and he's not even not even that he bit him. He's like gnawing on his right. throat and just like it's like a hungry dog. Like he's ripping his throat out basically he went for the esophagus, big just time, straight for the kill, like yeah. lion style. And then yeah, the blood is gushing out, and we they, later Billy Bones finds him laying on the ground mm-hmm. covered in blood. You had something to say. I can see it. No, I just, no. You're just picturing the blood squirting out of his <laughs> neck, aren't you? I, I, I got to admit, though, when they were showing his scene about him crossing the ship and stuff, I didn't think he was going to die. Just because of the way that they were going about it. I It looked like, oh, It was okay. just the way they filmed it. I didn't think it was going to be his, the end of his Right. It, they focused too much on him for him to die. For yeah. him to die. Yeah. You but can, it was done really well. Absolutely. That was, I think, some of the best some, Best cinematography thus far. Do you think that now that we've seen him do that, do you think that he's uh, – because, you know, we've seen him periodically throughout. Do yeah. you think that his role is going to grow uh, in the show and he'll get more – basically be seen more? That's a very good question because after afterwards they saw him. He was going over uh, the, the documents mm-hmm. that were in the office. Right. So he was taking a look at all the things that Bryson had. So it's almost like he's back to his old self. Right. I just – I don't know if his role is going to change. I just don't think he's going to be scared anymore. Hmm. I see his fear of uh, eating someone. Well, so, you know, uh, he might though. Over. He might. Heck, he could become some cannibal pirate that we don't even know about yet. That like his role could totally change. He's not the accountant anymore. He's right. the, the guy that eats throats. Right. Start a new revolution. This guy. Yeah. I mean, there are some weird pirate stories about things that people did to each other back in that time. So, I mean, going for the jugular is not out of the realm of possibility. Not far fetched. Not at all. Good times with that. So, they finally take the ship which is what we've been hoping to see, which is what's finally happened. Now they're on the ship, the uh, Andromache, if you will, mm-hmm. the ship that we've been trying to get. Because they basically they want these 12-pound guns. The, right. the whole purpose of this mission is to get these cannons so that they can go on their their main mission. And now that they have the ability to get the guns, they can't get the guns. Why is that? Oh, man, I'm going to tell you why. Oh, tell because us, Ryan, Captain please. Bryson is a lot smarter than he let on. Mm-hmm. Although he let them take the ship. He also sent out a letter that said, hey, we're going to probably be getting attacked, so heads up on that, Mm -hmm. to another ship, the Scarborough. But wait, we're not there yet. Hold that thought. Don't jump ahead. Don't. I mean, that's only a little bit ahead, but we're getting close. So they basically put themselves into a holdup in this amazingly padded room, if you will, (laughs) that they have. Unlike in the first shift on the first episode when they all went into that back room. And and they they all died. They're like, ooh, what's that? (laughs) Boom, bomb. Boom. So they have this great holding cell, basically, full double insulated wood that they can't penetrate. The only way in is this one door, and three guys try to go down, and they shoot all three of them. Mm-hmm. So they can't get the cannons out because they can't go down the stairs. They can't go down the stairs because the people are held up in the room. So there's this big conundrum of what to do. But Flint doesn't get what's going on because they've also cut the cable to the rudder, which means you can't steer the ship. Mm-hmm. Without the ability to steer the ship, how is he going to go anywhere? What's to stop them from burning the ship, basically, is what he says. Which I actually kind of hope that happens next week. That's what I'd like to see. Yeah. I'd like to see the ship get burned. With people in it? With people in it. Oh. Wow. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> Where's that coming from? Remind me not to get on a ship that you might want to burn. <laughs> if you've ever listened to my Revolution podcast, you'll know that 
if that really happened, I'd still be one of the people that are alive. Oh. Let me just go ahead and put that out there. I see. But it could happen. I mean, Harry Potter. I'm calling him Harry Potter. Dufresne. Of Lem. <laughs> he looked like Harry Dufresne. Potter. Dufresne. Tell me he did not go look like Harry Potter. He did with the glasses yeah. and the hair. He did look eyes. like Harry More Potter. More of an elf. I wouldn't say it. With glasses? Yeah. I, I'm a Harry Potter fan. I don't think he looked like Harry Potter. Uh, I, think I, you're just I, being... I saw it. Yeah, thanks. Okay. This, his, his we're, name we're, is du- we're ranting Dufresne. about something. His name is Dufresne. Yes. Yeah. Dufresne. Dufresne Potter. Dufresne. <laughs> Harry, Harry Dufresne. How about that? Harry Dufresne. Can we agree to disagree on Harry Dufresne? Okay, no. great. Yeah. <laughs> Roy's I want to say no. Okay, She's fine. Dufresne. Anyway, point of Dufresne. Yes. Go. Oh, no. I, I did. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Fine. Anyway, so... They're trying to figure out what the, the purpose of this is, and I hope they burn the ship. That's what I was saying. I get a little out of control. I, I do that sometimes. But they can't get the guns, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. And then the Scarborough does show up. But not before they come out and give a message from our very first terror bomber. Mm, yes. And this is where, again, this is where we meet Mr. Scott. Right. Mr. Scott shows up, and we find out that he's been held hostage. Um, I kind of wondered where he was throughout this episode. Same. Same. Um, I didn't care enough to think too much about it but i'm kind of glad that he showed up so we know where he is we know he's safe for now mm-hmm. for now for now but the captain bryson does kill a little kid to try to find somebody to go out and tell flint that that we've we've got a message for these guys and, and it wasn't just a kid it was a woman yeah 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 which is you know that's heavy like he could have picked a man but just picked a woman and he did it so that people would step up exactly for sure. absolutely but this is good because this ends our episode, mm-hmm. and we, we don't know the conclusion. This is our first, like, cliffhanging episode. Mm-hmm. It's great because they're on this ship. They need these cannons so that they can accomplish their later mission, but they need to get out of Dodge because the Scarborough is on its way. Right. They see it over the horizon, which I don't know what that means in terms of travel time, like how far away that is, like how much time that equates to. You know, oh. is that is that an hour that it is? Is it is it day, you know? Right. You know, obviously this whole episode – just a couple of days that they were chasing the ship and they were able to finally catch up to it. So sitting still, how far, you know, that was presented to us, right? That's what it appears. So, you know, I, I don't know what that means in terms of their time frame, but it does mean that something's going to happen pretty quick. Some decisions are going to need to be made mm-hmm. is getting these guns more important. Can they fight off the Scarborough? Is right. that our next thing? Do they use their ship and, uh, Bryson's ship? Mm-hmm. So they, we have the walrus and we also have the, uh, Andromica, do they use both those ships to fight off the Scarborough? Right. I mean, that's an option, right? Because couldn't they potentially use their ship to turn the Andromica? It makes Cause, sense. Because, I, mean, I mean, it's obviously a lot harder than it would seem right. to turn a, a ship in the appropriate way, especially with no rudder and no wind. But, I mean, it is an option that they can, you know, especially now that the uh, Andromica has no rudder, they can't get away. So mm-hmm. they could also abandon that ship mm-hmm. and use their ship to fight off and then get back on. Because they have the ability to steer. Right. So there are options still that I think that we will explore a lot in the next episode. Most definitely. But I don't know. What do you think is going to happen? I think it's getting about that time for a little After Buzz TV prediction. Predictions. Lem, tell us what you think. (laughs) Or if you want, I can go Lem. Do you need time to? Yeah, I just wanted to kind of yeah get myself together. I actually wrote mine down. I forgot. Okay. Um, Hey. So I have a little bullet points. Uh, Billy is going to reveal the letters that he found about Miranda to Flint. Yes, because he found those letters in the office. And we know that he's going to show them to Gates. And I think obviously Gates is going to be like, "Hey, let's tell Flint." So Flint's going to find out that way that he's going to be being betrayed by Miranda, or maybe. 
it's probably obviously going that direction or the other. Uh, Miranda's that was their plan the whole time. Was yeah, for the, Miranda to get on to uh, Eleanor's father's side, um, and then Vane is going. He left, so I think he's going to go find a ship. Obviously, and maybe Blackbeard. Yeah. Oh, well, that actually, I want to change that to that. <laughs> You're going to change it? Yes, I'm changing it. Okay, and then Eleanor um, is obviously going to lift the ban on Vane, or else that whole thing's going to go in a circle. Uh, and then Randall will just glare at Silver some more, and uh, I, I honestly, I feel like he'll scream. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then I also feel like uh, that Eleanor and Silver might have something happen between the two. You think Eleanor? I and Silver? think so. Hmm. We haven't seen Silver do anything since the first episode mm-hmm. with any lovely ladies. So maybe him and Eleanor, brown since he did, brown yeah. Mm. Who knows? That's why. Lem. What do you think? Well, um. That was that was a lot. Hey, right? I wrote it down. I, I, I know that was a lot. No, that was good. That was good. Um, I think I agree with most of everything that you said. Um, I know you guys will disagree with me, but I don't think Guthrie's coming back. I think that you know you guys say that he is. I think that at least, well, I'll put it like this: he's not going to be back very soon. I think he's going to be gone much longer than maybe you guys anticipate. Um, I think sorry, that. Sorry, Sean, we miss you. <laughs> um, I think that Silver is going to have his defining moment, I think, in the next episode. I think it's time for him to have that. Um, and I think that um, Max is going to also kind of step it up, but not not quite yet, like maybe in a couple episodes later. Um, but I definitely think that that's going to happen as well. So, so do you oh, think... Yeah, Max. <laughs> Don't forget Max. So that being said... In this episode, you're talking about Silver's defining moment. Mm-hmm. Silver had a bunch of comments about the mob, and everyone's all about the mob until the mob actually turns. And the right. person who's the most surprised that the mob turned is the person that started it. Right. Do you think his defining moment's going to involve this mob that we're seeing? We got Captain Lily White, right. who has been outside the entire episode, chanting mm-hmm. people's ears, getting people riled up. That something's going to happen, and that's where Silver's going to step up. I, I now that you mention that, I think that's very possible. You know, I'm not saying 100, percent but I think that that very well could be how possible because I could see his character being involved with that and kind of having. Yeah, because that's where that. he's at right now. And exactly, that's the most immediate threat to the right. people right. in his situation and right. himself. So if this mob does turn, like you know, if she goes and lifts the the vein ban basically mm-hmm. and allowing him to take a ship, is that going to cause uproar? Among right. these people, is the potential for this new merchant trading deal going to cause uproar to these people? Because mm-hmm. they want their money, basically, is what they're mad about. And mm-hmm. so that could very well be the mob that we're going to see. Could be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait till next week to find out. Oh, I don't know. We'll find out know. coming up soon. Hey, you know what? I want to know, Roya, where we can find you. Well, guys, thanks for asking, Ryan. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at HeyRoya. That's H E Y R O Y A. And Lem, where can we find you, sir? Uh, when I'm not at home, um, you can find me uh, online at uh, after. Uh, where am I at? Oh, sorry, you're at the Poet Saint. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> there it is. For what? Lem, I'm very where modern. can we find you? <laughs> you can find me at the Poet Saint on Instagram and Twitter all day, every day. Thank you. All day, every day. And as <laughs> always, you can find me at Ryan Hooks ninety two on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the Facebook, on the Snapchat. I actually had a fan Snapchat us this week really? uh, about Black Sales. Oh wow! So you're welcome for that. Uh, and as always, you can find me here at AfterBuzz TV. So, guys, thank you for tuning in, as always. And we will see you next week with an all-new episode of Black Sales. Catch you then. Yeah. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.